What comes to mind when you think of the word Sabbath? Maybe you picture stretching out on a chase lounge with a vine of grapes dangling above your head. Maybe it means sleeping in past eight or ripping up your to-do list. The concept of Sabbath has been misunderstood by Jesus' followers for centuries. In a culture and a time infamous for its legalistic regulations, Jesus came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. To not rebuke or remove the Sabbath, but to redeem it. Today on Bloom, we'll discuss the purpose of the Sabbath for us and the gift of receiving God's healing rest. I'm your host, Jen Robinson, for November 4th, 2022. Welcome to Bloom. This is a podcast designed to inspire, encourage, and grow women in their relationships with each other and the Lord. This is one of my favorite times of the year, entering Thanksgiving and Christmas season. But if you're anything like me, this time of year is full of activity. The calendar is jam-packed with get-togethers, school holiday parties and events, and of course, the to-do list is seemingly unending. Planning, cooking, baking, shopping, wrapping, hosting, decorating, card mailing, all in addition to the day-to-day norm of taking care of the family, working, keeping up with the house, running errands, while trying to still get adequate sleep and exercise regularly. I mean, it's no wonder we're tired. Just reading the list is exhausting. Whoever wrote it's the most wonderful time of the year clearly had more free time available in their schedule. But even in all the chaos and craziness of life, I recently was feeling the Lord whispering a contradictory message to me for such a busy time. He was whispering for me to come and rest. God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? I just laughed at the thought of resting when I'm laser focused on my life, full of demands that never seem to decrease, and wondered, Lord, when do I have time to rest? I'm not even sure if I fully understand what real rest looks like. Now, go, 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 that I understand. Nonetheless, he kept persisting, come and rest. We're going to talk about the Sabbath. The word Sabbath means cease or desist. Today, you commonly don't hear believers throwing the word Sabbath around. It's not exactly a modern day term that is part of our language, You might be more familiar with similar phrases like, this is my day off. And the Sabbath is more than an afternoon nap or even a day off. What was God's intended purpose for the day of rest? Let's dig in a little bit to the origin of this word, Sabbath. In the book of Genesis, we are introduced the very first day of rest upon God's completion of creation. In the very beginning, like all other aspects of the world, God created rest. Now, we tend to not think about the fact that God created rest. God spent the first five days speaking the world into existence, calling forth light, sky, land, vegetation, the sun and moon, and creatures that live in the sea and air. He spent the sixth day creating animals that would live on land. And finally, the pièce de résistance, if I can say that correctly, he made humans, made in his image, whom he designed to rule over all he created. And God said it was good. Everything he made was good. But then we see a shift. After six days, God ceases in his work. Genesis 2, 1 through 3 says, 
Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on that seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. So was God plum tuckered out? I don't think so. I can imagine creating the entire universe from the vast galaxy to the tiny ant crawling on the ground was quite the labor of love, but I don't think that's why God rested. You see, God didn't need rest. He's God. But instead, he was speaking an example for us to follow. This day of rest was so important to God that he included it in his covenant that he made with his chosen people, Israel. In the book of Exodus, we see Moses given specific instruction for the Israelites known as the Ten Commandments. Israel was to follow these commandments as their end of the covenant agreement made with God. So God ensures to be their God and take care of them. And in return, Israel would uphold their portion by promising to not have other gods before the Lord, to not make idols, to not commit adultery or bear false witness, and so on. In the midst of these commandments, God made mention to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So rest was clearly important to God, and God desired his people to experience that one day of rest. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Do you see the resemblance? So God spent six days creating every grand and small detail of the world and then he rested on the seventh. And he calls us to labor for six days and rest on the Sabbath. And just like all the six days of labor, God declared the Sabbath was good. Now, traditionally, the Sabbath or Shabbat in Jewish language is a sacred observance. It is a practice that includes lighting candles and reciting a blessing and holding three festive meals. Anything work-related was strictly prohibited. That includes cleaning, preparing food, harvesting, discussing business affairs, monetary transactions. Even showering more than half of the body was not permitted. I guess you get to decide which half is more important to clean. And there were so many more restrictions that were enforced. And over time, Sabbath had become less of an observed rest and more as a mandated restriction. And when we fast forward to the New Testament, we see Jesus upholding and teaching the commandments according to the Old Testament scripture, except for one. When it comes to remembering the Sabbath, Jesus comes across as quite radical and maybe even disrespectful towards the traditional Jewish observance of the Sabbath. And we see that in a story found in Mark chapter 2, when Jesus' disciples picked grain on the Sabbath, even though it was considered unlawful. Now we'll get back to that story in a little bit. If God gave Moses these commandments, and Jesus and God are one, how is it that Jesus seems to be challenging, and could we even say contradicting, the Sabbath? God intended Israel to have a day to remember all he had done for his people, to receive spiritual and physical rest from all their work for one day in the week. By the time Jesus stepped on the scene, the Sabbath commandment that was originally created with the intent to protect and prosper Israel had become gravely twisted, wrongfully skewed, and widely misinterpreted. 
Now, a lot of God's intended purposes had gone haywire at the hands of the religious elite. God's covenant design of the Sabbath had become redefined and repackaged, watered down into nothing more than a legalistic ritual. In the Gospel of Luke, we read a pivotal story of Jesus returning to Nazareth, his humble hometown. The story takes place on the Sabbath, where Jesus reads from the scroll of Isaiah in the synagogue, presenting himself as the one sent to fulfill this foreseen prophecy. I'm going to read Luke chapter 4. I'm going to begin in verse 16. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The fact that this occurs on the Sabbath might be an easily overlooked detail of this story. But since God is so intentional, it is no coincidence that Jesus would choose the Sabbath to openly reveal that he had come to bring forth the message of salvation and the gift of healing through himself. In a time when Israel was looking for a military warrior, someone to free them from the oppressive taxes and rule of Rome, Jesus instead had come not with sword and spear, but rest and redemption. One of my favorite biblical stories that occurred on the Sabbath is in John chapter 5. It's one of those short stories that packs a big punch. Jesus encounters a man who had been a paralytic for 38 years. I'm only 36, so I can't even begin to imagine the discouragement and hopelessness this man felt with living with such a condition. A condition that not only affected him physically, but socially and spiritually as well. He was an outcast, he was shamed, he was overlooked, and he was most certainly tired of waiting for healing. So I'm going to begin reading John chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am going, another steps down in front of me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They asked him, Who is this man who said this to you? Take up your bed and walk. Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, as there was a crowd in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well, sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. That man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. 
And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. Everything about this healing gives us a glimpse into the heart of God and what I believe is his intended purpose for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was never about restrictions. It was all about rest. First off, did you notice that this pool called Bethesda means sheep gate? Two of Jesus's I am statements in the New Testament is that he is the gate and that he is the good shepherd. So what exactly is the significance of a sheep gate? It doesn't necessarily sound like anything special, but John 10 says, Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. You see, the gate is where the sheep are led by the good shepherd to enter. He leads them in to enter his protection, his salvation, and the healing rest of green pasture. Jesus was stating that this pool, even though it means sheep gate, is really just a cheap knockoff to the real gate. That's just one cool hint that we see here. But then I would always get stumped by this next hint in the story. As word of Jesus' miracles began to spread, people would flock. There's another sheep reference for you. They would flock to Jesus, pleading for healing. But this case is different. Jesus approaches the paralytic man, and the first thing Jesus speaks to him is a question. Do you want to be healed? Now, just let that settle in for a minute. What kind of question is that, Jesus? I mean, why would he ask such an obvious question? It's almost a little frustrating, isn't it? This man has lived in this crippled state for 38 years. Doesn't he want to be healed? Isn't that obvious? It's not even a question. Of course he wants to be healed. So why did Jesus ask him? I have a theory. Jesus didn't ask because he needed to know the answer. He didn't ask because he was seeking the man's permission to heal him. I believe he was asking him because God is readily inviting us to receive his gift of healing and rest. But we have to be willing to accept it. We accept cheap knockoffs of rest. We think a day of pampering or sleeping in is all it takes to recharge. And maybe it helps, but it's not a substitute for the care our soul craves that can only be satisfied in the presence of Christ. Jesus desires to bring real, deep, spiritual healing to our souls. It's something that can't happen unless we pause and we're willing to receive his gift of rest. The Sabbath doesn't mean you don't lift a finger to perform daily activities and tasks. The intended purpose of the Sabbath is for us to receive God's transforming, redeeming rest. In Mark 2, that same story that I mentioned earlier, where Jesus' disciples were caught red-handed picking grain on the Sabbath, and the Pharisees, witnessing this, were outraged. Jesus tells the Pharisees, Have you ever read what David did? When he was in need and was hungry, and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. 
I came across this quote from a well-known American speaker and pastor. He said, I do not subscribe to the view that I hear frequently propounded that in declaring the Son of Man was Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus was essentially saying that we could put all this Sabbath business aside. No, Jesus was not dealing with the use of the Sabbath. He was dealing with the abuse of the Sabbath. And he is guarding it from all the stuff the Pharisees were doing to it. He never canceled their use of the Sabbath. He corrected their abuse of the Sabbath. Jesus said the Sabbath is made for man to enter into his presence and receive the restorative gift of rest. So I was given that opportunity to have some rest. I recently went to an overnight retreat at Beulah Beach, which is on Lake Erie. And in the days leading up to it, I was sensing the Lord once again saying to me, come and rest. Now, if I were being completely transparent, I was lightweight dreading it. Not because I didn't think it would be worthwhile, but literally all I could think about was how behind I was going to be and how much work would be waiting for me once I returned. It's so hard for me to step away from my day-to-day routine to strategically set aside all the producing and the serving in exchange to just sit and receive. There was a wide range of experiences during that time away. I did get to engage in some incredible leadership discussion and fun activities. I adequately embarrassed myself during a basketball game of three-on-three where my main objective was to avoid getting elbowed in the face. And I had probably one of the most restless nights of sleep I've had in months. I couldn't fall asleep until almost one o'clock. I woke up several times each hour during the night and finally rolled out of bed when the alarm sounded at 6 a.m. Now, to my surprise, I wasn't feeling overly exhausted. After I did my morning exercise and got ready, I had an hour before breakfast was going to be served. I stepped outside into the brisk air and I just stared out onto Lake Erie. It was a peaceful morning. The sun was not quite up yet. I noticed that for the first time in months, and I mean months, I had nothing to do. I had no one's breakfast to cook, no lunches to pack up, no bed to make, no rushing out the door. In the cool of the morning, it was just me, God, and the gentle waves of the lake. As I breathed in the crisp air, there was such a powerful yet soft wave of healing that washed over me. God gave me this beautiful vision of Jesus coming and sitting next to me. And then he put his arm around me and I just fell into his strong shoulder. I realized in that moment I was weary, but it was more than just physical weariness. I was spiritually and emotionally exhausted. Tears kept uncontrollably streaming down my face. It was like this release of all the pressure and pain that I had been carrying with me. Rest is healing. You know, just as our cells and our bodies repair during our physical rest, so God can do his supernatural restoration of our souls when we rest in him. But sometimes that means we stop doing our everyday, ordinary things so we can fall deeply into the extraordinary grace of Jesus. We live in a culture that is overwhelmed, overworked, and over-anxious. 
We're consumed by our demands, our families, our jobs, and even our ministry work for the kingdom. That we neglect to remove ourselves from our schedules and just sit in the presence of God so he can fill us with the restorative touch of his rest. Jesus offended the Jewish law of keeping the Sabbath by their, by their terms. What God intended for our benefit, man created for religious restriction, heavily focused on observance and complete absence of compassion. But man was not created for the Sabbath. Sabbath was created for man. And in true Jesus form, he was not abolishing the Sabbath, but fulfilling the Sabbath, correcting the corruption and undoing the injustice that man uninvitedly had imposed on it. Jesus said, come all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. His invitation is still open today. It's not an invitation to practice ritualistic legalism. It's God's gift to us. He wants us to receive his rest, but we have to be willing to receive it. Just like the man near the pool at Bethesda, Jesus asked him, and he asks us, do you want to be healed? Friend, he will meet you right where you are. Do you want to receive his rest? I'm praying that in a season of the year that tends to be extra full, and leave us running on fumes, that you would find time in your week to rest in the presence of Jesus and allow him to bring his complete healing to your soul. I hope you and your loved ones have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Until next time, keep growing and God bless. 